Dr. Alan Leica here, and I'd like to welcome you to How to Live a Fantastic Life Show, where we will be discussing the important aspects of your life. We hope to inspire you to live the best life you can. Get out of your comfort zone and explore the awesome world around you. Break through your barriers. Take inspired action. Use the difficulties in your life to achieve the best version of you. Ladies and gentlemen, today we have some real special guests. We have Michael Kramer and his mother, Ashley. Now, Michael's story is fascinating because he was an athlete on the Olympic development team for windsurfing. He was a surfer and a sailor, and he was a 19-year-old freshman in college when his life changed. You see, Michael was diagnosed with a rare aggressive blood cancer in July of 2020. Ashley, his mom, was a single mother of three. She was widowed after losing her husband to cancer in 2016. When Michael was diagnosed, Ashley quit her job to be Michael's full-time caregiver. And the journey of Michael's cancer became a story to share, a purpose to fulfill. The mother and son started a podcast, Michael and Mom Taught Cancer. And soon after, a website, a blog, and YouTube videos and social media updates, and even motivational speaking within the cancer community. Now, to this day, Michael is in treatment for complications from his cancer, but he is alive, and the two continue to do all they can to fulfill their purpose of sharing love and connection with not only the cancer community, but anyone who needs inspiration and motivation. Welcome, you two. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Thank you for that beautiful introduction. Thank you for having us and for explaining all of that so beautifully. Well, you know, it, it really is a privilege to have you two on the show. Now, Michael, can you go back to the day that you found you had cancer? Tell us the story of how they found it. Yeah, so it all started around March of 2020. We were having the infamous COVID lockdown, and I began to feel tired. And, you know, as you knew, I was a surfer, a windsurfer, you know, sailor, always outside in the water doing my thing, also in school. And I wasn't doing any of those things because of COVID. So I started to feel pretty tired. I thought maybe I was down. I thought maybe I had COVID. And the months kind of just dragged on. And up until around June was when I really noticed a problem. I was really, really, really tired. And the gyms reopened. You have to wear a mask, of course. I was doing some stuff again. And I went to the gym and I was just exhausted. And then we decided to, my mom and I decided to call our my pediatrician at the time. And we scheduled an online call. We did the call online. She said, 
well, you look fine, but if you want, you can come in for some blood work. So a few weeks go by and I decide, okay, I'm going to go in for some blood work because I started to get some fevers. I went in for the blood work. She said I looked good. But then a few days later, the result came back and she gave us a call. She said that she wanted us to meet with a specialist at Nicholas Children's Hospital. My mom and I went to Nicholas Children's Hospital. We weren't thinking anything of cancer at all. We met with an oncologist. I don't know why we weren't thinking cancer, but he did some blood work. He asked us to even stay the night to do a bone marrow biopsy the next day. But we were like, no, we're going to go home. I don't want to spend the night in the hospital. I'm young. I'm healthy. I'm probably just anemic or something like that. And we come back the next day and I do a bone marrow biopsy and I wake up in the room and all of a sudden a doctor walks in and says, you have leukemia slash lymphoma. Yes, it, it was a shock. Wow, that was really an eye opener for you. I mean, that was probably one of the most traumatic events that happened to you because your life changed in an instant. In an instant, from, yeah. from being a person that was going to the Olympics, you know, going to develop. And all of a sudden, this became a mountain to climb. Yes. Yeah, it just turned upside down so quickly. How did you two deal with that? I mean, we just, we just dealt with it. You know, I, I remember immediately thinking about my father who we lost to cancer and thinking that, you know, this was kind of for him. I needed to get through this and be okay for him. And as soon as I started chemotherapy, it was really, really intense. You know, I had a very tough chemotherapy because my cancer was so aggressive. They wanted to give me all the chemo they can just to wipe it out as fast as possible, get me into remission and get me a transplant that's what I needed if I wanted to survive. But what got me through was I went through chemo and, you know, my mom was there. My, I had support. I had a purpose. I wasn't just going through this to, you know, go through it. There was a, a purpose for me going through this. We really felt that this was, you know, a life-changing event that was going to help other people as well. You know, we started sharing it on, on social media and it gave me a purpose to go through this. And other people were inspired by how strong my mom and I were together. And we became this, this duo of just love and gratitude. And I really became appreciative for everything in life. I looked back on what I had been through, how great my life was leading up to this. I mean, like I said, I was a winter for the Olympic development team. I had an amazing life. And I had a lot of time to reflect on that in the hospital and be like, yeah, you know, I've had a great life. You know, this sucks that I'm going through cancer, but it's not going to be the end of me. I know I'm going to make it through this. We we were very blessed that in COVID, he was at a pediatric hospital and we heard stories of so many people at adult hospitals or with their parents that were admitted to hospitals during that time that were alone and very lonely. And because he was at a pediatric hospital, they let a caregiver, a parent be with him. And even though he was 19, we were very blessed to his, he was there. So I did, I, when this happened, you know, as Michael said, a lot of people said, oh, you're so strong, but it's not even that. It's just that it happened so quickly. We were like, you just go into that mode of survival and we're going to do what we need to do. And we had been through this with my husband and it was so hard to lose him. But in a way, this felt like a way to be like, okay, we learned so much from that experience. And now we're going to take everything and feel that 
beautiful energy. He's looking down on us. And we went forward. And I don't want to say we did it for his father. Of course not. But, you know, there is that little part that, yes. And then there was that other piece that Michael had a beautiful attitude right in the beginning. Some of his friends supported and shaved their heads with him. And um, I posted the video on, on Instagram. And then we got this like huge outpouring of love from the community. Like everyone was just, wow, this is beautiful. We support you. And I think that really set the tone as well. And we just felt like, okay, no, this is not for nothing. If we can touch one life, if we can make the community feel love, if we can do any of this. And it happened organically. I don't think it was a conscious decision. We're going to take this cancer and serve a purpose. It happened very organically and naturally and slowly, little by little. But it's true. The whole It's like the whole path has been leading towards, okay, there, there is a reason and you can always find a purpose and you can't choose what happens. You can choose how you react. I mean, all those things that we hear all the time, but when it's happening to you, you don't just hear it. You, you, you live you, it. Yeah. You go you, through you, it and you, you learn from it. it. Now, it's yeah. real. your initial chemo didn't work. And then you had to go to a bone marrow transplant. Can you explain to everybody what that is? So I had to go through a bone marrow transplant because of the cancer I have is known for coming back. So if I just got into a deep remission, it wouldn't have been enough because this cancer is just known to come back and come back and it's super aggressive. So you don't want that cancer to come back because you probably will not live through it. So I had to go through a bone marrow transplant and a bone marrow transplant. Basically what happens is they give you, or at least for me, they gave me a ton of radiation and then the most intense chemotherapy you could, the body can possibly handle to wipe out your old bone marrow. So you have no bone marrow and then, as soon as your bone marrow is wiped out, your white blood cells are literally 0.0. You have no immune system. They give you the, a donor's bone marrow. And luckily I had a hundred percent match from Germany. And it was basically just an infusion of blood. It infusion, looks like a bag of blood. An infusion of stem cells. It looks like I'm getting a blood transfusion, but it was stem cells. They go into the body and immediately you're placed on immunosuppressants at a very high dose. Because if you just let that bone marrow go into your body, it's going to just attack all your organs and it will be fatal. But what they do is they put you on immunosuppressants and it's kind of like an art. You're on the immunosuppressants for a while and soon they start to wean you off them. And for me, in my case, I'm still on immunosuppressants because I developed chronic GVHD. So basically the donor stem cells attacked my body, they attacked my major organs and it's having a hard time accepting this. My body's having a hard time accepting this new bone marrow. So that's why I'm on immunosuppressants and I do a treatment called ECP to have chronic GVHD. But thankfully you can live with chronic GVHD. And thankfully there is a, a technology and medications that allow me to still be alive, even with a feisty bone marrow. Yeah, that, that, those are really good explanations. And you explain that well for everybody. Now you're in remission now. Is that not correct? This is correct. He is in remission from the cancer. The trick is we actually were discussing this yesterday um, for rare disease day, which is coming up and talking about how Michael has, he went through a very rare disease, hepatosplenic T cell lymphoma, which was his cancer. 
And he also developed a different rare disease, which is Graf-versus-Host disease, what he was referring to as GBHD. And, um, you know, just like if your audience thinks about if you get an organ transplant, if you have a transplant that's through your whole body, that has been attacking him. So he will live with it probably forever to some extent, but it's under control, which is why he looks so amazing and sounds so amazing. Yeah. So what is the biggest lesson you two have learned from cancer? The biggest lesson I think we've learned is, is love. We talk about all the time, you know, you have to love what you do. You have to just appreciate every little moment you have, because at 19 years old, I was given this diagnosis that a 15% chance of survival. And, you know, I'm, I'm just, it's, it's too young. And I was at a children's hospital and, you know, you see kids get similar diagnosis and it makes you, gives you this perspective on life where you're like, oh my God, like, I really got to realize what I have. I got to love what I have and love the people around me because life is so short. You know, you just never really know what can happen from day to day. So just live every single day and love every day and love the people around you. I have to agree with him. Love has been a huge, a huge lesson. We were already very close. I think because his father passed away and went through cancer, he had, he went through chemo and 17 months of dealing with battling his cancer, my husband. And of course we were a close family, but that brought us even closer. And then when Michael was diagnosed, that brought us even closer. I have two other children and we were, we're very blessed that we can talk about everything. We've been there for each other. And, you know, the other lesson has been beauty and pain. And I think that's another thing that sometimes things are, are so painful and you think, how can you get through it? But every single painful thing we've gone through, there have also been beautiful things that have come out of them, whether it's been a nurse that's become like family or doctors that have spent hours speaking with us, whether it's been someone coming to the hospital and bringing us a meal, we've seen so much beauty in everything. The lives that, that Michael has touched that I've been able to touch. There's been so much beauty in this pain. I think that that's a lesson. Sometimes we want to avoid pain in life. Understandably, no one wants to go through pain, but the benefits that we have received from everything we've been through, it, it just outweighs it so much. Yeah, those are, those are real amazing words you said. Beauty through pain. You know, none of us like going through pain. None of us like going through discomfort. None of us like going through life transformational events that are awful like cancer. Yeah. But you know, here you are with first year your dad and your husband passing away. And here that was a godsend because it helped you on this path that you're on now. Yes. Yes. You know, I, I feel like going through that with him, it kind of prepared us in a way. Um, I wish he hadn't died. I wish he I were know. here. There's been yeah. so many moments. I'm like, oh, I wish he could see Michael and everything he's doing and, and his other children. Of course, I, I wish he were here for that. But at the same time, I feel like it taught us so much and it's helped to guide us as well. Um, 
Yeah. It, and it's hard as a, as a parent, you know, all parents, we all want to say, we just want our children to be happy. You know, I don't know how many times I've heard parents say, I just want my child to be happy. But the truth is, if our child were happy all the time, they wouldn't learn anything. You have to go through struggles. I don't wish cancer upon anyone, but you have to go through struggles. And the bigger the struggle, the bigger the reward, I think. Michael's the perfect example. Now, I know you've been asked this before, Michael, and that if you could have a magic wand and not have cancer in your lives, would you go back and take the cancer away? No, I would not. It's, it's tough to say that because I think, I think, okay, well, if I didn't have cancer, I'd have such a better life. But then if I didn't have cancer, I wouldn't appreciate the life that I had. So I think that the perspective that I have because of this is worth it. It's just so worth it. You know, it, it's tough to say, you know, I would take it away. I would never take it away because the people, the relationships I've built, the person it's made me and how it's changed me has been, been worth the pain, worth the suffering and everything. It, it, is, it is weird to say that because there's moments as a caregiver that I've thought, I've said it out loud, moments when he's been close to passing away. They say, I wish I could switch places with him. I wish I could be in that bed and he could be here. But then there is the other side that it's true that he is everything he's been through has just made him this incredible human with such a story to share. And I see the lives that I, I, I believe we're both impacting and we're blessed to have each other and, and we can do this so much together, but it is true. I, I kind of feel the same way. I mean, I, you want to take away his pain, but at the same time, I'm, he went through it and, I, I just look at him as such an incredible human that he would, that he would not be, you know, he would still be a great guy. He was a great guy before cancer. I don't want to say that he was a beautiful kid. Great guy. Everyone liked him, but so much deeper now. Yeah. It's amazing how life throws curveballs at us. And then all of a sudden those curveballs become some of our greatest successes and our sure. greatest keys to victory. Sure. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So Ashley, what advice would you give caregivers? Because I know that's been difficult for you as well. You know, I don't know if there's one piece of advice. There's so many, there's so many layers to that question. I mean, I always try to focus when I'm, when I'm, I, I do lead support groups for caregivers and I try to remind them to take a moment for themselves sometimes to have a moment of, you know, not being selfish because you have to take care of yourself. If you want to take care of someone else, sometimes that's my advice based on this conversation we're having right now. I think another bit of my advice is you're going through this. And so maybe not look for the good. I think the good will be there, but don't feel like this pain is for nothing. What you are going through, I, I, it leads to something else. I, there's a, I'm, I'm just reminded of a beautiful caregiver that is in one of my groups and she's very constant. And she has said to me before, I don't know how you and Michael can say you wouldn't take this cancer away. She's like, I'm just not there yet. And that's okay. 
you're not there yet. Maybe you'll get there. But it's just reminding that if you're going through this, you're going to have the strength to get through this. And there is going to be the beauty in that pain. I promise you, I know that it's there. I think that's my biggest message. Michael, this show is called the How to Live a Fantastic Life show. In view of all the things you've gone through and the things you face every day, how do you live a fantastic life? I live a fantastic life by doing what I love. I live a fantastic life by trying to help others and realizing that sometimes you have so much on your own plate, and we talk about this a lot, that the best thing you can do for yourself is help others. I think that, you know, life is, is short. And one thing that I've taken away from all of this, and I would want everyone to hear is that you don't know, again, like, like I said earlier, you don't know what's going to happen. You have your health, you have this body that is capable of so much. So when you're young and healthy, just do things with your body, like push your body, go to the gym, go travel, go to the things you can do while you can still do them. Live that life that you see in your head that you wish you could live. Because for someone like me, I can't really travel. I can't do the things I used to do. And if I could do the things that I used to do, I, I would do them all in an instant. I would live this this dream life that I've always wanted to live. So I have this perspective that I wish so many people had. And I wish that everyone knew what it's like to get everything taken away from you and realize that all you really have at the end of the day is yourself, your family, your loved ones, and your friends. Actually, I'm going to ask you the same question. How do you live a fantastic life? You know, I think that... Living a fantastic life for me, it's that same thing. It's that every day we do, we do things that are goofy. We take risks. We make up rap videos. We make up songs. We don't worry. Too. I think that when you get this perspective, you don't worry so much about what other people think. You need to do what feels right for you. We are putting ourselves out there with this story because we want to share it. Michael has scars. They're beautiful. I think that for me, living a fantastic life has been just letting go of the limitations we put on ourselves. You know, if you want to do something, it's similar to what Michael was saying. If you want to do something, go for it. And even now it's true. There's some things we can't do, but then we do something else. We go speak in front of a group of people and your heart races and it's Gary, but you put yourself out there and you do it. And you said something beautiful a moment ago that I also want to just repeat. You said something about life changing and going on a different path. I think that's another way of living a fantastic life is realizing maybe you thought you were going straight and then all of a sudden life took you to the left. Then go to the left. Don't resist it. Go to the left because maybe there's other things on that left side you didn't know about. And I think that would... That for me has also been a, a real key, has been kind of going with the flow of where we are today. Embrace it. Yeah, that's huge. That, yeah. that really is important, what you said. And I, I think we have to embrace things and we have to live in the moment yes. because the moment is all we have. We can't undo yesterday. We can't go to the future. But everything we do today matters. 
And that's why it's so important to move things fast and move forward fast. And that's how you make it happen. 100% we agree. <laughs> that was beautifully, beautifully said. Yes, we so, agree. So, you know, these are things we need to... Now, how can people find out more about you and through your website or YouTube yes. or speaking? How can they find out more? Yes, we have a website. It's called michaelandmomtalkcancer.com. And if you go on that website, you can find links to YouTube. You can find links to social media, to the podcast, uh, there's a lot of information on there. You can reach out to us through there. Also, Michael's TikTok, I think he should mention it. Yeah, my TikTok is, yeah, I surf. My Instagram is Michael, R-E-I-D, Reed Kramer, C-R-A-M-E-R, Michael Reed Kramer. You can reach out to me on there. I answer most of my messages. I'll probably see yours if you're a cancer patient and want to talk or just want to talk. I'm always there. So yeah, we're all over the place. Yes, but for sure, if you go through the website and you contact us, we get back to people. <laughs> I promise we are all about that. Fantastic. Thank you so much for being here, you oh, two. Thank, thank you so you. much for being part of our show. And thank you for spending the time with us. Thank you. We were honored to be invited to be guests of you. You are amazing. And this was this was really an honor for us. Thank you. Well, I wish you guys the best. And I wish you to have a fantastic day and a fantastic year as well. You too. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for your time. Bye for now. And <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, check out my website because there I give you a golden pearl each and every week if you sign up for it. That's Dr. Ellen Leica, D-R-A-L-L-E-N, Leica, L-Y-C-K-A.com. Make sure you sign up. Love to talk to you soon. Bye for now. You've been listening to How to Live a Fantastic Life. Be sure and pick up a copy of Dr. Leica's book, The Secrets to Living a Fantastic Life, on Amazon.com. And you'll want to subscribe right here on this page so you don't miss a single episode. Have a fantastic day. 